great to be back with the church family. Bethany and I and the kids have been traveling the last few weeks, and we missed you guys. So it's great to be back in the house of the Lord. It's great to be back with our church family this morning. Hopefully, uh, I can't really see it, but hopefully you guys can see some slides about to come up here. I think Weston's working it. But uh, the topic of my message today is on friendship. And I'm going to cut you guys a little bit of slack. I'm not going to make you stand uh, and read a certain passage of scripture this morning because we're going to be covering a lot of ground in the book of Proverbs today. And um, so my request is that you guys stay stay focused, stay engaged, and uh, stay with me because we're going to be moving. Um, so we are going to be talking about friendship. And uh, so if you want to go ahead and, and try to keep up with, with some of the passages, I am going to list them up there for you um, here in just a minute. And if you have your phone, I'm going to give you permission to take a picture of uh, all the different passages that I have. So if you want to go back later and review those, uh, you are welcome to do that. And I encourage you to do that. All right. Long ago, in a kingdom far, far away, two brave soldiers struck up a friendship. Now, this is a bit of an unusual friendship because... It was actually a royal friendship because one of the soldiers was a warrior prince. And it was a friendship that would be truly and tremendously tested over the course of their lives. So one of the warriors was a warrior prince. The other warrior had actually married into the family. He had married a princess. He had married the prince's sister. Um, but for reasons of envy, insecurity, jealousy... Uh, the prince's father, the king, wanted to murder the other uh, warrior, the friend, the warrior prince. The warrior prince caught wind of this scheme and he risked his life to warn his friend at, at great cost to himself. When the king found out that the prince had warned his friend, he actually tried to murder his own son. It was a dangerous strategy, but the prince successfully warned his friend of the danger that was imminent. And the other soldier, the warrior, was able to escape with his life. But before they, they uh, went their separate ways, uh, the warrior prince, uh, they had this, this moment where they, they made a covenant, a friendship. That though they knew they weren't probably going to see each other again in this life, they swore an oath that they would uh, be faithful to one another's descendants and to love one another's descendants and be kind to them. Now, the story I just told you is true. And you might recognize it as a story of, anybody want to guess? Excellent, David and Jonathan. Very good. And if you want to read that story, and I encourage you to read that as you look at uh, faithful friendship today. You can find that in 1 Samuel chapters 18 through 20. So as we talk about faithful friendship today, I want you to think about the roles that God has entrusted to you. It might be as a father, a mother, it might be as a son, a brother, a sister, uh, it might be as an aunt, an uncle, or a grandparent. Uh, probably multiple roles God has given to you, relationship roles. Uh, but I want you to think about what it would look like to be a faithful friend in each of those roles uh, in, in the people that God has put in your life. And it might just be a friend 
you know, at school or a friend at work uh, that, that you think about. Um, but we're going to look at uh, Faithful Friendship. If you go ahead and go to the, the next slide. These are the passages that we're going to look at. So if you want to take out your phone, I'll let you take a picture of this. Um, but we're going to look and see how, as I study the book of Proverbs, faithful friends, they meet certain criteria. Uh, they are, um, there's certain qualities, characteristics that define uh, faithful friends we see in the book of Proverbs. Um, first of all, they're devoted and truthful. We see this in Proverbs 18 and 19. Uh, they're intentionally gracious, forgiving, and pure in heart. Uh, we see this in Proverbs 17 and 22. They're surgical in their criticism. See this in Proverbs 27. Committed to serving others and steadfast. See this in Proverbs 27. Also, if they're intrepid peacemakers. They're fearless. They get in. They get into uh, uh, where there's conflict and they they want to establish peace. See this in Proverbs 16. Uh, we see that they're prudent and noble. We see this in Proverbs 19 and 12. Uh, they love unconditionally. See this in Proverbs 17. They're eager to sharpen and strengthen their friends. See this in Proverbs 27. And lastly, we're going to see how uh, faithful friends are sacrificial. Uh, so you see that there's nine, nine different uh, qualities that I've, I've listed here. Not five, not ten. Maybe you'll figure out why. Uh, maybe you won't, but I hope you will. But uh, the first one we're going to look at this morning is the quality of of a faithful friend that is devote, devoted and truthful. We're going to look at Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 24. And the Bible says, One with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. And then Proverbs 19, 22 says, What is desirable in a person is his fidelity. Better to be a poor person than a liar. Now, when I think of friendship, I think, I mean, most of us may think of this first verse, um, the, the friend that sticks closer than a brother. We see that in some translations of the Bible. Uh, so we think about sticky friends, friends that are kind of with you, you know, in the good times, the bad times. Um, and hopefully, you know, you have you, a friend comes to mind. Maybe that's been there through you with some storms in your life. Um, but I want to ask you, are, are you this kind of friend? Are you the friend that... Uh, reaches out to people during their storms and and are you the one that uh, is with them during their trials uh, are you a faithful and, and truthful friend um, husbands are you completely honest with your with your wives wives are you completely honest with your husbands children are you completely honest with your parents uh, because we see this in Proverbs 19 that um, God desires us to be faithful that's what fidelity means um, you know, the, the Marine Corps has the slogan, Semper Fidelis, always faithful. Faithful to one another, faithful to their country. Um, they're honest. They're honest with one another. Um, so there's this, um, this quality in, in a faithful friend uh, of one who, who, who tells it like it is, you know, and they, they don't lie. Um, the Bible says better to be a poor person than a liar. We know that, that God loves fidelity and faithfulness because God is faithful. That's part of his, his character, his nature. He hates lying. Uh, it's detestable to him because it is so opposite of his character. And it creates conflicts and, and sin in relationships. So first of all, we see that faithful friends are devoted and they're truthful. Uh, next we see in Proverbs 17, 9, um, we begin to see how, how faithful friends are they're intentional with their, by being, they're intentional about being gracious 
forgiving and pure in heart. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 17:9, whoever conceals an offense promotes love, but whoever gossips about it separates friends. In Proverbs 22:11, the Bible says, the one who loves a pure heart and gracious lips, the king is his friend. So are you a gracious friend? Or do you tell everybody in earshot about how someone has wronged you? So you're not being a faithful friend. What is this idea? Let's, let's take a moment to think about this idea of, of what it means to have a pure heart. When I think of what it means to have a pure heart, I think of somebody with no agenda, someone who is selfless versus selfish. We know that the Bible says the heart is, in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. So if it's desperately wicked, how do we get a pure heart? How does that, how does that happen? We know that that's desirable. We know that we should want that and we should desire that. Um, well, the way you get it is by having God purify your heart. That's the only way that you get that heart that is desperately wicked to a heart that is pure. And so the Bible says that people in authority, they, they desire this. They desire people around them who have no agenda, who have no ulterior motive, who have no selfish goal. That people are just, they're real, they're genuine, and they have, um, they have a pure heart. Because think about it. Think about people in power. There's so many people that just want to kind of ride the coattails. They want to, you know, they're not genuine people. They're just looking to, to get more power themselves. And so you can be a friend that, to, to help people that are in those positions if you have a pure heart, if you are selfless. God may use you to do that. Uh, because they need real friends. They need people that they can uh, rely on to be honest, completely honest. Third, we see that faithful friends are surgical in their criticism. This is another verse that comes to mind when I think about Proverbs and I think about friendship. Proverbs 27, 6. Uh, the wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. So faithful friends, they'll wound you. Uh, but they do it not so that you bleed out, right? They do it to, in, a, in kind of a surgical way. They're looking to, to help you identify and expose um, areas in your life that need to change. Um, maybe some cancers of pride of selfishness or unforgiveness. Maybe some, some areas in your life that are, that are starting to um, metastasize, starting to grow and kind of take over your life. A, a, a faithful friend, they'll tell you, and they'll be like, hey, you've got you've got to see this. Um, we all have blind spots. We all, we need friends. We need people around us because they see things that we can't see. And God uses them uh, to help wound us into, in a good way, in a surgical way, like a doctor wounds you uh, when he's doing surgery on you. And so we need to be humble enough to recognize that, that God may be using people, uh, friends in our lives, to, to do this. Um, he may use you to do that, or He may be using like a spouse or a, a, a friend um, uh, or someone else in your life to do that. But I would say uh, if, if you believe God is calling you to have a difficult conversation, to, to do this surgical type of criticism, that you be very careful. 
because it takes wisdom to kind of navigate that process. Um, faithful friends wound to to help uh, help their friends and not see them bleed out. Fourth, we see that faithful friends are committed to serving others and are steadfast. We read in Proverbs 27, don't abandon your friend or your father's friend and don't go to your brother's house in your time of calamity. Better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. So faithful friends are those neighbors nearby uh, when, 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 you need, when you need help, uh, when there's a crisis. Um, are you ready to serve when your neighbor is in a crisis? Uh, are you a faithful friend who is committed to serving? They don't abandon people in crisis. Um, like it says in the very beginning of this, this verse, um, they don't run away from that person in the crisis. They run to that person in the crisis. Um, they may open up their home. They, they look for ways to help meet the needs of, of, of the person who, who is in trouble, who is in crisis. They're steadfast, servant-minded friends, servant-minded people. And that's, that's a mark of a faithful friend. All right, fifth, intrepid peacemakers. In Proverbs 16, 28, the Bible says, A contrary person spreads conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. Do you ever see a pattern uh, in life where people who gossip tend to kind of Kind of live in discord like they just seem unhappy they seem like you know things are things are there's always something wrong um they they kind of tend to create conflict wherever they go i i've seen it um but faithful friends don't do this they they resist this this temptation and when it's done they step in and they they try to make peace they try to reconcile relationships um and it takes it takes courage to do that a lot of times. Uh, it takes willing to risk being, you know, attacked or maligned or gossiped about yourself when, when you step in and do this. Um, but gossiping, there's no good qualities to it. It, it, it. it causes division. It separates close friends we read about in Proverbs 16, 28. So what a faithful friend does is they do what James 1.19 commands us to do. And that says... Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So faithful friends, they listen well. They listen. They're hesitant to speak. They think about what they're going to say before they say it. And they aren't thin-skinned. They're thick-skinned. I mean, it's not easy to rile these people up, all right? They just, they're not going to take the bait. And that's what a faithful friend does who is focused on an intent on uh, being a peacemaker. And they don't rush to judgment or rush to anger. And so by living this way, by adopting this, this mindset, this, this, following these commands, um, they promote peace. They promote peace in their families and their relationships. And I would say they're, they're conflict killers by doing this. All right, number six, faithful friends are prudent and noble. When you read the book of Proverbs, we see a lot about uh, the marriage relationships, and especially about um, Solomon is, is trying to give advice on uh, 
to, to perhaps Rehoboam or one of his other sons about um, being wise and finding uh, a good wife. He spends a lot of time in the book of Proverbs uh, looking at this and, and giving this advice. In Proverbs 19, 14, the Bible says, A house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. In Proverbs 12, 4, the Bible says, A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a wife who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. So, faithful friends are prudent and noble. Prudent, they're looking ahead, they're planning ahead. They're, they're not thinking just about themselves. They're thinking about their families. They're thinking about maybe their husbands or their wives. Uh, and, and that's what men should look for when they're looking for a wife, is a, is a wife who, who is this way. Um, and also a noble character, so they're honorable. They're honorable in the way they conduct themselves. And again, husbands, this is, this is what you want your wife to be. Wives, this is what you ought to, ought to strive to be. Um, these are, are really crucial qualities in the marriage relationship. So why do, we, why do we bring up marriage? Well, marriage is the, it's the most important friendship relationship that you can have outside of a relationship with God. So probably want to know what it takes to be a good wife or husband, right? We know um, that the Bible, when it talks about marriage, um, that it's really talking about friendship. And that's, again, uh, we see there's a quote um, from Tim Keller that really resonates with me uh, when he talks about, uh, he, he wrote in his book, The Meaning of Marriage, probably the best, in my opinion, book out there on, on marriage. Uh, but he says, friendship is a deep oneness that develops as two people speaking the truth and love to each other, journeying together to the same horizon. Marriage is for helping each other to become our future glory selves. The new creations that God will eventually make us. What keeps the marriage going is your commitment to your spouse's holiness. So what, what Tim Keller is saying is, you know, marriage is a friendship of, of working together, striving together, going toward um, that horizon of the day of Christ. And becoming uh, conformed to the image of, of Jesus, becoming more like him with each step that we take toward that day. So this is the most important faithful friend that you can be or you can have uh, is your spouse. And that's where you ought to spend the majority of your focus and your attention um, is making sure that you are being a faithful friend, first of all, to your husband or wife. All right. Number seven, loving unconditionally. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a difficult time. That's the mark of a faithful friend. Someone who loves you when you may have hurt them and may have hurt them deeply, but they still choose to love you. They choose to forgive you. Um, it's not just the easy times. It's the hard times when you're not very lovable, when you've done things that are hurtful and painful. Uh, a faithful friend chooses to love you anyways and love unconditionally. Alright. Number eight. Faithful friends are eager to sharpen and strengthen their friends. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron and one person sharpens another. 
So when I look at this passage, I think about how faithful friends strengthen us, how they, how they, a lot of times they, they give us kind of a respite from the world. I, I was thinking a few weeks ago, I, Bethany and I, we had some friends over. I had a, a friend who was in my wedding uh, come visit with us. And my blood pressure just kind of drops when this friend's around. We pick up right where we left off. Uh, you know, he has a calming influence on me. Um, he strengthens me. He strengthens my soul uh, when he's around. And that's, and that's the mark of a, of a faithful friend. Um, he even brought some, uh, some wiffle balls and a wiffle ball uh, bat that we used to play 20 years ago. We used to, used to kind of do this home run derby thing in his backyard, but he brought that over for, for me and the kids to enjoy. Um, but, but that's what faithful friends do. They, they find ways to strengthen us physically, um, emotionally, and spiritually. I think about when I've run, sometimes I've, I've run with Weston in the past, and I tend to run faster when Weston's there. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just trying to keep up with him. I don't know. But I, I, I know it makes me stronger when I have that friend that, that's kind of exercising with me um, right beside me. And that's, that's again, that, that, that's what faithful friends do. They, they, they make us stronger. So who are you sharpening? Who are you making stronger um, in your life? Things to think about. And be that kind of a friend that's going to sharpen and strengthen others. All right. Number nine. Faithful friends are sacrificial. And we see Jesus says in John 15, 13, wisdom personified in the person of Jesus. He says, no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. I hope that you've seen, you know, just in looking at these different attributes of being a faithful friend, there's a, there's a common theme. There's a current that flows through the life and work of faithful friends, and that is love. And the ultimate way that Jesus tells us that we can show love for one another is by laying down our life for our friends, making sacrifice uh, of, of love. And that's what Jesus does for us, right? That's what he did for us on the cross. Um, but Jesus didn't lay down his life just for his friends. He laid his life down for his enemies, uh, people who, who put him on the cross. He, he said in his dying breath, uh, Father, forgive them. So, he is the, ultimately the most faithful friend that we can ever have. He is the perfect faithful friend. But I think if we boiled faithful friendship down to two commands, I think we would see that Jesus does this for us. He does this in Mark chapter 12, uh, verses 30 and 31. He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other great command greater than these. So, again, love is, is the current that flows through faithful friendship. And faithful friendship starts with loving God completely and then loving others, loving your neighbor and your neighbors are the people that God puts in your in your life. It could be a brother or sister. It could be uh, parents. It could be literally your next door neighbors. It could be friends or coworkers. Your neighbors, anyone where God has put you in a position that uh, you have a relationship with, with that person. So, love. Love is the current. 
to be a faithful friend, though, we need to be a friend of God. And that starts with a relationship with God. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 23, that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. So Abraham obeyed God. He believed in God. He took steps to show that belief. And God credited that as righteousness. God made him um, righteous. And he, made, he became a friend uh, to Abraham. We also read elsewhere in Proverbs that uh, God is a friend to the upright. So God is a friend to the righteous. Again, we don't make ourselves righteous. We don't make ourselves upright. God, the transforming work of the Holy Spirit does that. But it starts when we take that first step of obedience, that first step of faith, and follow God and decide to um, surrender to Him and make, make Him God. In 1 Samuel 18, uh, we read that Jonathan was bound to David in close friendship and loved him as much as he loved himself. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as much as he loved himself. If you love God and you have your relationship with God right, then your, your vertical relationship, then your horizontal relationship with other people can be right. And that's where Jonathan was. Jonathan, his relationship with God was right. And then he was able to have this extraordinary faithful friendship uh, with David. Being a friend of God enables you to be a faithful friend to your neighbors. I love what Dietrich Bonhoeffer says about um, loving your neighbor. He says, in renouncing one's own happiness, one's own rights, one's own righteousness, one's own dignity, and renouncing violence and success, and renouncing one's own life, a person is prepared to love one's neighbor. God's love liberates human perception, which has been clouded and led astray by love of self for the clear recognition of reality of the neighbor and of the world. See, Jonathan demonstrated faithful friendship toward David because he truly loved his neighbor. There's no envy or jealousy or rivalry with Jonathan. Jonathan's in line to become the next king, but that's not his focus. His focus is, is on being a faithful friend to David. He's truly selfless, selfless. So when you love God completely and put Him first, He enables you to see clearly. He enables you to see um, that His His love it, it 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 shines forth and it chases away the darkness. So you can love your neighbor and see that your neighbor needs love. You become an ambassador of God's love. You become a faithful friend to your neighbor, and through your love, your neighbor sees God. And their need for salvation and God's friendship if they don't already have that. So, to recap my message, faithful friends are disciples of Jesus, the greatest friend to all mankind. See, Jesus perfectly exhibited faithful friendship. And so, if we're going to demonstrate faithful friendship, we follow Him in love and we become conformed to His image. We love God completely, and that enables us to love our neighbors and to be faithful friends.